What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. It's Tuesday, April 21st. I'm Akila Hughes. And I'm Gideon Resnick, and this is What a Day, your helpful guide to the latest news and also what day it is. Yeah, it's Tuesday today, if you're wondering. It's Tuesday again. It's only seven days. It's up to you to keep track now, you know. On today's show, where coronavirus cases are trending downward and up throughout the world, then some headlines. But first, the latest. Please protect yourselves. We are one family, and we need you. We need your voices, your abilities, and your strength all over this world. I know it's very hard, but please be patient, stay encouraged, keep the faith, stay positive, and continue to pray for our heroes. God bless you. Um, that was Beyonce, Queen of the Universe, speaking as part of Lady Gaga's One World Together at Home. We featured a different clip from this event yesterday, but what can we say, you know? It was a banger, and it was streaming everywhere. <laughs> but news. We're going to start with the $450 billion deal for small businesses. On yesterday's show, we told you that Democrats and the Trump administration were hammering out a deal on this, which is still happening, but there are a few key updates we need to go through. So Gideon, take it away. Yeah, the final sticking point in these negotiations has to do with testing, which is perhaps the single most important element of the country's public health and economic future, so something that needs to be worked out. The deal that has been discussed allocates $25 billion for testing, but Democrats want to include a requirement in it that the administration come up with a national testing strategy to go forward. The Republican response has been that states should be coming up with their own strategies and carrying them out accordingly based on what works in those states. And this is just a microcosm of the same story that has played out over the last couple of weeks now. Governors point to the Trump administration for the shortage of tests. The Trump administration points back to governors and says, effectively, it's up to you. Figure it out. Now, how has this actually been manifesting on a state-by-state level? Well, in Maryland, for instance, here's what happened in just the past couple of days. A Korean air flight reportedly landed on Saturday at the airport in Baltimore carrying about 5,000 test kits, which translates to about 500,000 tests. According to the Republican Governor Larry Hogan, his wife, who speaks fluent Korean, had to negotiate with the foreign suppliers in the middle of the night to actually get this deal done. Yeah, I mean, thank goodness that his wife can speak another language. That's what we're really relying on now. Well, quickly on this congressional deal before we move on, besides working out a national testing strategy, there were other concerns raised by some progressives in the House. What are they pushing for? I mean, in short, they don't think any of these relief efforts have gone nearly far enough. As Congresswomen Pramila Jayapal and Ilhan Omar have said on our show in recent weeks, they want to see congressional action that actually gets to the heart of what is crippling working people at the moment. And that's anything from more direct and sustained cash assistance to rent relief and health care costs, to name just a few. But specifically on Monday, Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez said that she would not support this interim bill. We have not seen the final text of this bill. 
But what I can say is that if it matches up with what has been reported, I will not support this bill personally. I'm not speaking for a caucus, I'm not speaking for a delegation, I'm not speaking for anybody, but as the person who's representing the most impacted district in the country, my constituents are upset. My constituents were upset about the first package um, because it it is insulting to think that we can pass such a small amount of money in the context of not knowing when Congress is even going to reconvene and pass such a small amount of money, pat ourselves on the back, and then leave town again. Yeah, so these members want to push for more in this deal, but also for more in the next relief package that's been talked about, and so they don't have to keep going back to the drawing board over and over. It's important to point out, though, that Ocasio-Cortez also said that she would likely not hold out on this bill on her own, which would force lawmakers to go back to D.C. because she doesn't want to needlessly endanger people. So that's the lay of the land in the House. But the Senate has scheduled a session for this afternoon, which could mean that we'll get some forward movement on their end as soon as today. Yeah. And we should also note that in the meantime, the small business loans at the center of this deal are getting even more scrutiny. Yesterday, we talked about Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, a not so small business that got $20 million in loans. Now Shake Shack is giving their loan back. What did they have to say? Yeah, Shake Shack is returning its cheese. It's lettuce. (laughs) Too. <laughs> um, we made it through that one. Uh, yeah. They were one of the larger chains, including Potbelly and Ruth's Chris, as you mentioned, that received money via the Paycheck Protection Program. Now, Shake Shack said they were able to get money from an equity transaction, which is part of why they were okay forsaking this $10 million from the government. And it just goes to show that they're the kind of company that is large enough to probably make it out of this more financially secure than the local restaurant down the street. Mm -hmm. According to the National Restaurant Association, which is like the NRA, like not the bad one, but a better one. (laughs) Not not the NRA that most people are familiar with. It's the only one that I'm going to recognize. Uh, Since March, about 8 million restaurant employees, equivalent to around two-thirds of the workforce, has been laid off or furloughed. That's what they're saying. The industry has lost about $30 billion so far and could lose another $50 billion by the end of April. Overall, it is a very, very bad situation. So yesterday, the organization asked Congress for a recovery fund that would specifically apply to the restaurant industry. They also want changes to the loan program to allow establishments to spend more of the loan money on non-payroll expenses like rent and to extend the deadline for rehiring staff. As all this is happening on the economic front, the country is nowhere near out of the woods with the virus itself. We've seen some states and cities on a downward trend for cases and deaths, while others are trending in the opposite direction. Akila, what's going on across the country? All right. So we haven't really discussed the numbers in a while. And honestly, it's just because, you know, these are real people and it's all incredibly sad. But here is where America stands. There have been over 750,000 people infected with more than 37,000 deaths, according to the New York Times database. You know, these are the confirmed cases and deaths. It's obviously likely that they're undercounts. Uh, You know, staying at home has been working. Overall, the number of new cases across the United States has showed signs of flattening. So we're now around 30,000 new cases a day, though, you know, testing is flattened out. So again, those numbers are just what we have to go on. Uh, Getting a bit more granular, states and cities are each on their own curves due to factors like when they chose to close, international travel, and a confluence of other things. So in New York, the hardest hit state, case counts and deaths are now both on a downward trajectory. Uh, In New Jersey, Massachusetts, and California, which rank next in total case counts, it's still too soon to say if they've reached their peaks. 
There have been some pretty significant workplace-based clusters popping up in Kansas, Iowa, Tennessee, the Dakotas, a few other states. So if you were, you know, toying with the romantic idea of going back to work, stop toying. It's, it's a waste of time. And dear God, Georgia Governor Brian Kemp thinks he's going to reopen Georgia this week, or at least some businesses. In his plan, this Friday, people can get their roots touched up at a salon, lift heavy stuff at a gym, and stick their gloveless fingers into the public holes of bowling balls at a bowling alley, which I just can't imagine ever again, but in a week? Like, (laughs) I'm just not ready for that kind of thing. But again, it's a stupid idea. And it's so stupid that shortly after he announced his plan, Tennessee and South Carolina followed suit by making their own announcements. By the way, you know, just throwing it out there, Georgia has 18,000 cases in several cities with some of the highest per capita counts in the country. So, And this is the same governor who only recently said he knew that asymptomatic people can spread the virus. So yeah, certainly seems <laughs> behind the general public in a number of ways. OK, that's the United States. What about the rest of the world? All right. So nearly 2.5 million people have been infected worldwide and 100,000 people across Europe have died. But the latest indicators are showing that they've passed their peak, which is great news. In Chile, immunity passports are being issued to those who have recovered from the virus and test positive for antibodies so they can go back to work. I don't love it, since in South Korea, some patients who've recovered from COVID-19 have been testing positive again later, and the reliability of these antibody tests is an issue. And fearing a new outbreak, China is warning its citizens who are currently in Russia to stay in Russia. And uh, that's the latest. Okay, it's Tuesday, which, you know, to be honest, was pretty unremarkable before all this happened. But now it's an exciting time to check in. So why waste any more preamble? Let's get into it. Giddy, have you watched anything in a genre you normally wouldn't since we've been at home? Mm, old movies, I guess. I don't know. I, but that's, <laughs> you that's, don't like old movies? That doesn't even count. Like, I, I, I used to watch, like, older stuff when I could get it from the library, but... Like, wow. <laughs> now that I, was like an insult without even trying to be an insult. No, you know, those not, library movies, those dorks like that are from before the 80s. No, no, no. It's not insulting. I used to be such a library DVD fiend that we had a collection service have to mail us because they would accrue $2 a day for each day that you were late. And I would get the maximum, which was 10 at a time. Damn. So it was quickly $20 a day. And you multiply that by a week, and all of a sudden, you owe the Cincinnati Public Library a decent amount of money. Um, So to answer the question, yeah, I guess more on the side of things that have come out like pre-1960, I've been doing a lot more of that recently. But Mm -hmm. what have you seen that's been outside your wheelhouse? Um, Okay, so I... I think that I'm learning about myself. I tend to watch movies that have like a very chill vibe and like rely on storytelling with like and not like blood or major action. Mm. And I have seen so many things that I'm like, I would never choose this otherwise, but like that's the point. Like this is not otherwise. And so I I think the most outside the wheelhouse thing, I watched Attack on Titan, which is like an anime show. And I don't think I, I mean, like, and it's highly rated. I mean, it's like considered one of the best shows of all time. And I just like, it has never occurred to me to want to watch that because I know that it is bloody 
And I, I honestly really enjoyed it. So, you know, look at me. I have the taste of people who have good taste. Anime, older films, library DVDs. This is, <laughs> this is the gambit. This is why people listen. This is why people effing listen, Gideon. <laughs> okay? And look, just like that, we've checked our temperatures. We did it. You know, this is honestly my favorite little side conversation I have every day. And you all should try it. You know, just check in. Stay safe. We're going to check in again tomorrow. What a Day is brought to you by Viore. Viore Performance Apparel makes the perfect Mother's or Father's Day gift. Everything is designed to work out in, but it doesn't look or feel like it. And they're incredibly comfortable and cute and just the perfect thing to wear when I'm working from home or out and about, mostly at home because I'm not out and about. Yeah, yeah. I will say <laughs> I did not know clothes could be this is, I'm being dead honest. I did not know clothes could be as comfortable as they are before I had Viore. Yes. Clothes can be so comfortable. Nobody told me. Smooth like butter. Soft. They're so good. On the skin. I, I just love living in Viore. Viore is offering What A Day listeners 20% off your first purchase when you go to viore.com slash wad. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash wad. And enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. What a Day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S., with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love fast-growing trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, And that's not because I have a green thumb, okay? This spring, fast-growing trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. What a Day is brought to you by Ramp. We are all looking for ways to simplify our finances. Isn't that the truth? Isn't that true? (laughs) Lord, tax week, man. That is why there's Ramp. Ramp is a corporate card and spend management software designed to help you save time and put money back in your pocket. Two things we love to do. Love that. With Ramp, you are able to issue cards to every employee with limits and restrictions and automate expense reporting so you can stop wasting time at the end of every month. Wow. This is huge. Ramp is super easy to use. Get started and start making payments in less than 15 minutes. And now get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com slash wad, ramp.com slash wad, R-A-M-P dot com slash wad. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank, members FDIC, terms and conditions apply. Let's wrap up with some headlines. Headlines. The Supreme Court has decided that non-unanimous jury verdicts are unconstitutional in cases involving serious crimes. The decision involved a 2016 murder case in Louisiana where a defendant was found guilty by a jury on a 10-2 vote, enough to convict him under state law at the time. Louisiana has since outlawed the practice, but it didn't apply to earlier cases. 
Only one state, Oregon, still allows split jury criminal convictions. Writing for the majority, uh, Justice Neil Gorsuch said that these state laws were rooted in racism and meant to ensure that, quote, African-American juror service would be meaningless. Over a thousand defendants in Oregon may now be able to challenge their convictions based on the ruling. Awesome. The price of oil dropped below zero on Monday as the coronavirus pandemic halted global economies and led to a sharp drop in anybody driving. The negative price of oil is mostly theoretical, unfortunately. For now, no one will be paying you to gas up your red Corvette and cruise down historic Route 66. (laughs) What it means is the world has too much crude oil and not enough places to store it, so no one's buying. An OPEC agreement that cuts oil production by almost 10 million barrels a day starting in May may help, but it won't compensate for the decline in consumption. Turns out the teenagers doing donuts by my house and their dad's SUV are actually doing their part to counteract the global oil crisis. Those insane teens are Go teens. the best. Uh, with celebrities recording stuff from home every day, we're getting more opportunities to see what their houses look like. Most of the time, they're just places I'd feel lucky to own in The Sims 4, <laughs> but at other times, more puzzling details come to light. It was the latter case with actor-turned-member of the Beach Boys in their lowest period, John Stamos, who revealed on ABC's Disney Family Sing-Along last week that he has a full-size Dumbo from the Dumbo ride at Disneyland somewhere in his home. Truly an amazing place to just relax and think one's thoughts, a sticky plastic booth that sucks to enter and exit. Fans pointed out that Samos is a documented Disney head. He also owns a 14-foot-tall light-up D from an old Disney sign and a grumpy cart from a Snow White ride. (laughs) Honestly, even if I owned these carts and kept them in a secret sealed chamber, I would still be afraid to touch them for fear of getting coronavirus. Oh, man. Like, we know he has a Dumbo in one room, but what if he has one in every room? (laughs) We don't know for sure. We don't know. All right, well, the Amazon-owned grocery store chain where apples cost $9 and Jif peanut butter is a heinous swear, Whole Foods Market, uses a heat map to track the likelihood that employees at its 510 stores will unionize. That's according to a report yesterday from Business Insider, which described how the corporation uses metrics like employee racial diversity, proximity to a union office, and percentage of families in the store's zip code living below the poverty line to calculate a risk score for each Whole Foods. Then, Whole Foods takes actions to lower the threat of unionization at highest need locations, though it's not clear what those actions are. Whole Foods said the vast majority of their employees prefer a direct relationship with their company over union representation. When you think of it that way, this interactive Death Star map they made is like a benefit and is one more reason to keep denying employees hazard pay. Jeff Bezos is going to have RoboCop showing up any minute now. (laughs) Well, RIP to me. And those are the headlines. That's all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, do donuts in your dad's SUV, and tell your friends to listen. And if you're into reading and not just difficult riddles on the backs of children's cereal boxes like me, What a Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at crooked.com slash subscribe. I'm Akila Hughes. I'm Gideon Resnick. And <laughs> we'll, we'll see you, you in John, John Stamos' Dumbo. Dumbo. <laughs> if it's only the one. I will not be seeing you or anyone there. Sorry. What a Day is a product of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Charlotte Landis. Sonia Tun is our assistant producer. Our head writer is John Milstein, and our senior producer is Katie Long. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. You can host the best backyard barbecue. 
when you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Why are smart businesses graduating to NetSuite by Oracle? Because NetSuite eliminates the expense of multiple business systems by consolidating your operations together into one. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. NetSuite reduces IT costs because it lives in the cloud with no hardware required, so you can access it from anywhere. You cut the cost and headaches of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. Bringing all your major business processes into one platform improves efficiency, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math. You'll see how you'll profit with NetSuite, too. And now, by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Just go to netsuite.com slash podcast25 for more information. That's netsuite.com slash podcast25.